0: Good evening. This is Karen Nutt, Director of Child Development Services with the Braille Institute. Welcome to the Dr. Bell Telephone Series. The Telephone Series is an educational program focusing on pediatric eye conditions for parents, teachers, and other professionals working with young children with visual impairments. The topics presented should not be considered a medical or educational consultation, but information to help us better understand pediatric eye conditions. Tonight, Dr. Bill will be speaking to us on a retinal detachment. Welcome, Dr. Bill.
1: Well, thank you very much, Karen, for having me on your show again and for everything that Braille Institute does to help the children and the adults out there. It's so interesting because... Every week that I'm working at a different clinic, at a different location, we will have a family who says that they receive services from you or one of your staff, and they are just so grateful. So uh, thank you very, very much. Now this evening, we're going to be talking about retinal detachments. And this is a very, very complex topic, but we're going to really do our best to make it something that's easy to understand, and it'll be something that'll be relevant for you, whether you're a parent, or you're a relative of a child or an adult, or if you're a teacher who works with children with low vision. All of this information is going to be very, very important that you remember it. Now, the first thing that we know is that the eye itself is truly, truly a very, very complex organ. You know, many times people can just look at the eye and we think, well, it's just like a little marble that's just stuck in the eye. So if something goes wrong with it, it should really be very easy to remove the eye and to put in an artificial eye. Some of you might even remember the bionic man, the $6 million man with Lee Majors, and he received the bionic eye and he was able to see better than humans. Well, even though they are doing a lot of research and development in producing the artificial eye, it is not at a level where it is being routinely inserted into the eye to give a person vision. But with the different types of research that is being performed, we know some very, very important things about the structures of the eye. The first thing is that the eye Is made up of many different layers. Okay, we might think it looks like a marble, but in reality there are many different layers of tissue. And so the white part of the eye, that is called the sclera, that actually contains many blood vessels that provides blood to the tissues in the eye. And it also has blood vessels that remove the old blood and the waste. We also have other tissues that are lining the inside of the eye. And these other tissues play a very important role in helping to transfer information from what the eye sees to the very, very back of the brain where the visual information is processed. So that back part of the brain, if you feel the very back of your head, you probably will feel a bump in the center of the back of your head. And that area there is the occipital lobe of the brain. And that's spelled O-C-C-I-P-I-T-A-L. So if you're ever looking at a chart, maybe from a client or a student that you have, and if it does state that there is a problem to the occipital lobe of the brain, Maybe the occipital lobe of the brain is bleeding. Or maybe there was a fall and the baby was learning to walk and fell backwards and they hit the occipital lobe of the brain. That is something that can interfere with a child's level of vision. But overall... The occipital lobe of the brain is very, very complicated and there are just tens of millions of cells back there. But each of these cells has a specific type of function. And when they all do their functions correctly, it allows the person to be able to see. Now... The most important tissue in the eye is the retina. And the retina is a very, very complicated tissue where we could almost say it is similar to the film of a camera. It's similar in the sense that light will come into the eye, and the light rays will then focus onto the film, and that then creates the picture. And all of those signals from the picture are then sent through these different layers of the eye, and then it travels down the thick nerve called the optic nerve and it eventually ends at the occipital lobe of the brain. Now, the interesting thing about the retina is that even though it looks, when you look at it, it looks very, very thin, it is actually made up of 10 layers itself. So this retina, which is a very thin flexible material is actually even more complicated because it is made up of ten layers. And this retina, it has to be attached to the inside surface of the eyeball. Imagine that you had a very, very fancy house and the room that you lived in it was a spherical room just like the way that the eye it is a spherical space now there's many advantages of having the spherical eye because it allows to see at many directions more evenly but one of the difficulties of having a room that is spherical like that is when we try to place the retina onto the wall of the room that makes it a little bit more difficult to try to get all ten of these layers of the retina to stick onto the wall. You could imagine if you were trying to put up wallpaper and you had ten layers that had to stay together and then you're going to try to squeegee them up on the wall that, in fact, can be very, very difficult. But the eye and the development, it is so amazing because all of these complicated structures in the eye, for the most part, they work extremely well. And you know what else is really very, very interesting is that the eye begins to develop very, very shortly after pregnancy. And generally we would say that by the time that the fetus is 26 weeks old, that the retina is developed. And the retina, for the most part, is attached to the inside surface of the eye. Now, in the typical pregnancy, it is usually going to be about 40 weeks or so before the baby is delivered. But there are situations when a baby will be born prematurely. Babies are born prematurely for many different types of reasons, but what we do know from all of the different experience in examining premature children is that if a child is born at about 24, 25, 26 weeks gestation, that baby has a very, very good chance that the retina is developed and that child can develop vision. But if a child is born prematurely, and let's say that it's after 16 weeks or 18 weeks, we find then the retina is not developed. And the retina isn't attached to the wall. And the prognosis of that child having vision will be very, very low. But the wonderful thing is that we can tell the families that we have hope for every single case now. The surgeons who will perform surgery to the eye if there is a problem with the retina, they are absolutely amazing. The way that they could use instruments and to grab hold of the retina and to lay it onto the surface of the eyeball so that it's smooth and no bubbles and no cramping to the blood vessels, they are able to do this with such skill and with such speed that it is truly, truly amazing. So the first thing that we want to keep in mind then is that any child any child who is born premature should have an examination by a pediatric ophthalmologist who specializes in diseases of the retina. Now, there's going to be a lot of optometrists and they'll say, you know what, we were trained to examine the eye and to diagnose retinal detachments or retinal tears or other problems. And I'll tell you the honest truth. I never once, never once during my entire education, never once examined a child who was born prematurely. And it is very, very difficult to be able to see what you're seeing properly. For us to use our instrument and look into the pupil of the child's eye And to use a magnifying lens and to see the inside, it is very, very difficult. If you had a child that was born full term, and this child was just the best well-behaved child who didn't move or wiggle around or anything... You could look inside that child's eye and you would have difficulty knowing exactly what it is that you're seeing. So the doctor really needs to have a lot of experience. And so this is the reason that I recommend that all children, especially if they're born prematurely, They need the evaluation by the pediatric ophthalmologist who specializes in the retina. Now, what is an ophthalmologist? The ophthalmologist is a medical doctor. They go to school for a long period of time they will go to four years of undergraduate, and then they will apply for medical school. And after attending medical school for three to four years, they will then apply for a residency in ophthalmology. And that may be any place between three and five additional years to study the diagnosis, the medications, the surgical treatments of these diseases of the eye. So when they finish their residency in ophthalmology, they have received a lot of training to examine these little babies. And for those who want to specialize in just the retina, they have to go to school even beyond that to complete the fellowship So all in all, I would say that most of the pediatric ophthalmologists who have completed their fellowship in the diseases of the retina, they are very, very, very well qualified to be able to diagnose these kinds of diseases. However... I would say that doctors are very, very different. One doctor could be very different from another doctor. And I feel it's very important that we find a doctor who is going to spend the time to educate the parents so that the parents truly know what's happening. we don't want a nurse or an assistant or a technician to explain all of these things to the parents. We need the doctor to do it. So here in Los Angeles, for example, we have many, many fine clinics and at these clinics, I would say that there's probably one or two doctors that have the bedside manner and the technical skills to inform the parents and the family as to what's going on. But if it's a doctor who is not going to spend the time to explain things to the parent, we want to refer to a different doctor. Now, when we see that a child does have some of these kinds of retinal problems, we know that many of these retinal problems can be treated with surgery. And this is very, very important to remember because there's many conditions that affect children that there is no surgery for it. For example, cortical vision impairment is when the occipital lobe of the brain is not working properly. And there is no treatment. There is no surgery to go in there and to remove something or to add something or to cut some nerves. The way that the child with cortical vision impairment may get better is through the vision stimulation program. And that is what the staff at the Braille Institute do, is that they will go to the home and work with these kids. And they can improve the vision of these children. Now, with the retina, we see that if a child is born prematurely, the first thing that we're going to look for is called the retinal detachment. And the abbreviation in the chart, you might see RD, 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 written all over. And what this means is that, that 10-layered film that is supposed to be stuck to the wall of the eye, just like the wallpaper is stuck to the wall of your home, it has come off. And when the retina is not attached to the wall, the retina cannot send the information to the occipital lobe of the brain. So as a result, The brain will see nothing if there is the retinal detachment. And so we would like for the retina to be reattached as quickly as possible. We don't want to say, well, let's wait until this child is two years old. The reason we don't want to wait like that is we want to put the retina back on the wall so that the nerves that connect the retina can then send the information to the brain and this is how the vision will be restored. Now, the retina may have a retinal detachment that is partial, meaning that only in certain areas of the eye that the retina came off. Or it could be a total retinal detachment. And if the entire retina came off the wall, then that child will be totally blind. If it's a partial retinal detachment, then that child will have partial vision. So when we look at the eye, we really need to be very, very accurate in how we look at it and we need to identify what part is the retina truly attached and what part is it detached. Now the way that the retina is, it is such that if the detachment is right in the very, very center of the retina, then that means this child will not have clear, central vision. It would be as though you got Vaseline and just smeared it all over the very center of your big screen TV. You could see light and colors. from that TV, but the details of the faces, you won't be able to recognize who it is visually because it's all smudged. And a really good way that you could demonstrate this to the parents or whoever you're speaking with is that you may get a little bit of Vaseline And smudge it right on the very center of their glasses, right in front of their pupil. They will realize that if a child has a retinal detachment right in the center, they cannot see things clearly. And if things are further away, things get even blurrier. And this will teach the parents why children with a central retinal detachment, they'll bring things up real close to their eyes. Because the closer they bring it to their eyes, the sharper that the vision gets. Now, another thing about the central retinal detachment is that these kids will not be able to make eye contact with mom or dad. And the reason they can't make eye contact is because it's so smudgy in the center. So what a lot of these kids will later learn to do, and they may learn to do this at three months of age or six months of age, some kids, it takes us years to teach them to do this. But some kids can learn it on their own. And this is where they learn to Eccentric view. They look off to the side. The way you spell eccentric view is E-C-C-E-N-T-R-I-C. Eccentric view. And so for many of these kids, they will learn hey, if they look above towards mom's forehead, they could see mom's eyes when they look at her forehead. But if they look straight at her eyes, they just see a smudge. So you're going to write down that this child eccentric views above the target. Now, there might be another child. And this child might actually look at mom's mouth. And when the child looks at mom's mouth, the child is then able to see mom's eyes clearly. So we would say that this child eccentric views below. And then... Similarly, a child may look towards mom's right ear and that way, the child could see mom's eyes. So in other words, when you're working with a child, you will be able to see some interesting ways in the way that the child is going to look at you or at someone else. And if the child has learned to do this on his or her own, that's a a very, very advanced child, very, very bright. And one of the ways that you could actually test for this is you could carry, in addition to the Vaseline, carry a little pen light. And when you turn it on, you could shine it right into the eyes of the child. And what you will notice is that if a child has a retinal detachment that's centrally, that child will not have a reflex of your pen light right in the center of the pupil. That child may move his or her eyes and then you'll see the reflex in a different part of the eye. Now, with these types of retinal detachments that are located centrally, these are the types of retinal detachments that when the ophthalmologist repairs it, there's a very good chance that we will see a big improvement in the child's clarity of sight. And as we watch the child grow, you know, maybe one month after surgery, we're going to measure the child's vision, and two months after, we'll measure the child's vision But we'll see that for these kids, their vision often may change very, very quickly. And this is the importance of having a vision stimulation therapist, like the folks at Braille. It's very important that you have that type of therapist because they know how to perform the activities and which ones to perform. And we work with them, so we are actually the ones telling them this is what you should be working on for the next month. The other thing about a child who has had a central retinal detachment is that they often need glasses. And when we prescribe a glasses prescription for them, that could also really improve their ability to see distant objects more clearly. This can greatly help a child to see where you are going and your child will then start to crawl after you. And in some cases, we will even use a slight tint in the glasses. So that when they go out into the direct sunlight, it's not too bright. And the last thing I want to tell you is that it is possible that your child may have a central retinal detachment and received surgery and glasses and the whole works but your child still doesn't have perfect vision. You don't have to worry about that because we also have a lot of specialized glasses that we will begin to use as kids are going into preschool and kindergarten. Sometimes we may fit them with a contact lens because a contact lens may provide better vision. So we have so many different types of glasses and magnifiers and computer screens, cell phones, there's so much technology that we could use To improve a child's level of sight. And now you might say, well gosh, Dr. Bill, isn't that really, really expensive? You know, some of these things are expensive. But if we're talking about a pair of glasses that cost four to six hundred dollars, that price is nothing compared to how it could improve your child's life by allowing the child to see. And we will also help you to see if you could qualify for specific types of insurance. So there's insurance called Medicaid In California, they call it Medi-Cal. But this type of insurance is very helpful because they will pay for many of these visual aids that your child needs. Now, what if the retinal detachment is not in the center of the retina? What if it is on the outer edges? What if it's on the top of the retina? What if it's on the bottom? Do we have to treat these right away also? And the answer is yes. If there is a small area of the retina that is not attached that part of the retina could completely come off and what it will do is it will pull the rest of the retina off. So we have had many situations like that where there might be a small area on the top left corner that the retina is detached. And within a few hours, the entire retina detaches, including the central retina. So we don't want that type of problem to occur. So we are going to recommend that this child is seen by the retina ophthalmologist. And they will reattach the retina. Now the location of where the partial detachment occurs, it, it is very, very important also. If the detachment is on the top of the retina, then that's going to affect the child's ability to see the ground. The retinal detachment on the top of the eye will probably mean that the child cannot see the floor. And that is gonna really interfere with a child's ability to crawl and walk. Now, if the retinal detachment is on the bottom area of the eyeball, that means that the sky and the ceiling are not able to be seen very well. If the retina detachment is on the right side of the retina, then that eye cannot see things that are on the left. and then if the retinal detachment is on the left side of the retina, that child will not be able to see things on the right. So in many ways, as you're just playing with your child or another person's child, you may observe behaviors that leads you to believe that maybe the child has a retinal detachment. You might hand a child a toy, and if it's right in front, the child grabs it with both hands. If you then give it to the child on her left side, and she doesn't even look at it, she probably doesn't even see it. If you then give it to her on her right side, and she turns her eyes and her head and she grabs it, we know that she sees it. So, it is possible that a child may have a retinal detachment, and they have lost half of their peripheral vision. Or maybe dad and mom are just in front of their child. Dad says, you know what? How come my little baby, she never looks at my face. She's always looking at yours, mom. Well, it's because there might be a partial retinal detachment. And that causes a blind spot. So the good thing, again is that there is hope and we can get the child to be seen by a good pediatric ophthalmologist who specializes in the retina and they could reattach the retina. We also know that when a child is very delayed in crawling or sitting or walking, these are also signs that maybe there's a problem with the peripheral vision. If you do not have strong peripheral vision, you're very afraid to move because you don't know if you're gonna be rolling down a bunch of steps or tripping over something. So we would want that child to be seen by a pediatric retina specialist who could then examine the retina to make certain sure everything is there as very functional. But there have been so, so many cases that we have seen that after the retina was reattached, the child gained peripheral vision and the child began to crawl all over the place, began to walk all over the place. So it's a major, major development in the overall level of vision. Now then, you're probably wondering, if my child did have a retinal detachment, is this something that has to be performed like every other year? Every five years? And the answer to that is, we really don't know. In most cases, the surgery holds up very, very well. But with the way that all kids play, they might be doing wrestling. They might be jumping rope. They might be playing dodgeball. But if things do hit them in the head, it's the possibility that it could affect the peripheral vision. So we would want the child who has been hit in the head to be seen by the pediatric retina specialist. Now a lot of parents ask the question, but you know what, if he got hit and it did detach his eye, wouldn't that hurt? Wouldn't he tell me that his eye hurts and that's how I know I need to take him in? And the answer is no, no. You may have seen a lot of these boxers, Sugar Ray Leonard, Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier. These boxers have been hit in the head and suffered retinal detachments. And there was no pain. So we can't rely on looking for the child to be crying or to be telling you that their eye hurts. But if they were involved in an accident while they were playing, yeah, let's get them in to see the retina specialist. Another thing, we want to do this for all kids, and that is to protect their retina. If your kids are gonna be playing baseball, they have to wear a helmet. We don't want them to be batting and you know the pitcher's wild and hits them in the head with a ball. We we need a good helmet. Playing basketball. I used to coach little league basketball. I would make all of my kids wear the goggles. I told them, this is what the cool player is wearing, and they could see the kids or, you know, the pros wearing them. It's a very easy way to protect their eyes from more trauma. So if they're doing anything that you think may be dangerous, let's wear eye protection. So at this time, what I'd like to do, Karen, I'd like to open it up to questions. If anybody has any questions, please feel free to ask it. Nothing is a stupid question. And if there's something that you would like to go into much more depth on, uh, we could do that as well. Okay, does anybody have any questions out there? Have any of you suffered from a retinal detachment yourself? Here is one thing that you could all be aware of for yourself. If you ever happen to see flashes of light for no apparent reason, or you see things that look like spider webs floating in your vision, those are signs that you may have had a retinal detachment. So you could be seen by a retina specialist and he or she can take care of that right away. So does anybody have any questions or any other uh, questions about another topic you'd like to speak on? Please feel free. Yeah, don't be bashful. Am I that scary? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Dr. Dr. Bill?
1: Hi, Minovia, novia, Yolanda.
2: <laughs> I just have a comment to, 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 to uh, tell about uh, retina detachment prevention. You know, my son Mauricio, you, you were his uh, doctor for many years. He went to a routine um, eye exam with Dr. Patel. And when, and he has very, very bad nearsighted. So when Dr. Patel saw him, immediately he told me to take him to Dr. Fuanti, which is a retina specialist. So I made an appointment with Dr. Fuanti, and when he saw my son Mauricio, he's like, Your retina is very, it's full is because my son's eye is very elongated.
1: Oh, So yeah. he
2: did a prevention uh, surgery. And laser prevention surgery to prevent from detachment.
1: He did that, and
2: yes, and he told me he told Mauricio, you know, you cannot play any sport. They are contact sports because the retina is I can detach. And he did this surgery. Mauricio was about twenty-five years old, so <laughs> you didn't know. Yeah, he no, he's almost 30, but this is five years ago, more or less. So you never know when you are going to encounter this because Mauricio has the, the nearsighted is very severe. So and I just it happened to him to for contact lenses with Dr. Patel, and this happened. So you never know when it will happen, and thank God we catch it on time before it was too late.
1: Wow, that is great, and yes. Dr. Tawanzi and Dr. Patel, they're excellent doctors. But I want to explain to the audience some of the things that can happen to an eye is that an eye could become too long. It's almost like if we had a balloon and we blew too much air in it. It becomes longer and longer. Well... If the eye starts to become longer, it could cause the retina to tear. And Dr. Tawanzi saw that and he performed the surgery so that Mauricio wouldn't go blind. And oh, I have to thank him for that. That is wonderful.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, you know what? You just cut off there, Yolanda. You want to ask oh, another question?
2: I, no, no. I just I need to thank all the time to Dr. Fuansi because he saved my son's I, I
1: Yes. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know what? We're going to have to take him out to lunch one day then. Okay, Yolanda?
2: Yes, yes. I think. What about you?
1: <laughs> no, I will treat you guys.
2: <laughs> thank
1: you very much. Thank you.
0: Are there any other questions?
1: Uh, Dr. Bill, this is Patty. Hi, Patty. How are you?
3: Good, good. I'm doing well. I actually have a follow-up question with, from what Yolanda said because it, it was very interesting, her son's situation, and it made me very curious. That was, um Dr. Patel caught that and they took preventative me- uh, measures to save his vision before it, you know, it, it tore. Is that something common, that if doctors notice it within time, they will take preventative measures to correct issues like
0: that?
1: What I would say is that if it's a doctor, such as Dr. Avani Patel, who she used to work for us doing low vision, she's a very good doctor, and she knows what happens if the retina detaches. But... I feel that for many doctors out there, they would not take the time to see that the retina is stretching too thin. You know, many doctors, they want to see 50, 60, 70 patients a day so they could sell more glasses and more money. But, You need time to examine these eyes. So if a doctor is only scheduling you for five or 10 minutes, you need to find another doctor. You could call me and I will find you a good doctor. So if you have a good doctor, they will find these problems and get the preventative treatment. But if you do not have a good doctor, they probably won't even identify it.
3: Uh, Dr. Bill, this is Christy in the uh, Central Valley. Um,
2: Hi, Dr.
3: Swansea. Hi. Um, I've had a lot of kids that Dr. Swansea has done um, Avastin shots on, and have I could just tell amazing stories to Dr. Swansea's credit of. Um, <laughs> Well, I, you were actually in the room when the little guy was back visiting from Africa, and Dr. Swansea had been doing everything for me, from the, for the family, by by um, messenger. I would send him the pictures, and he'd say, tell the doctor to do this. Tell the doctor to do this. You were in the oh. room when <laughs> the little guy came back, was visiting back from Africa, and he had death syndrome and he'd had some bad bleeds and um, he came up with 20-20 vision. There wasn't a dry eye in the room. Oh but, my gosh. But, um, <laughs> but Dr. Quancy was doing it all by, you know, I'd say, hey, what do you think about this? And he'd say, no, tell him do this, tell him do this. <laughs> but, but, um, my question being with the vaccine is are we, it seems to me that we're seeing a lot less ROP retinal detachments. I mean, I'm still getting um, other um, malformations in an eye or fever or something like that where we have a retinal detachment. But ROT retinal detachments, is it just that I'm seeing less of them, or are they really decreasing drastically with with Avastin shots?
1: I believe that you're right, that we are not seeing as many children – with retinal detachments due to the prematurity because the Avastin shots are preventative. So the medical technology is something that is really, really improving and that's very good. Thank you, very good question.
0: Really good news, thank you, Dr. Bill. Are there any other questions? Well, thank you all very much for joining us this evening. Thank you, Dr. Bill. We appreciate it. Um, We always appreciate your expertise. Um, I wish you. you all a good evening. Thank you.
1: Okay. Good night, everybody.